Well, hello everyone, and welcome to another exciting edition of Wednesday Night Live. My name is Monica Terrell, and I am coming to you from the Father's Church here in Dallas. Such a blessing to be with you today on this beautiful Wednesday afternoon. And as always, it's just a privilege to be able to share in the things of the Spirit from, from Scripture um, what the Lord is, is speaking to His people. And so I count it a great honor and a privilege to be a part of this and to be able to, to, to be with you today and to share His Word and to learn of Him and to know Him in an even deeper way through His Scriptures, through study of His Scriptures. And, and I want to begin, first of all, by thanking you for, first of all, joining with us week after week as we probe into the depths of God's Word, as He continues to reveal His heart to us and share um, through scriptures just the unveiling of mystery and really bringing to us the end-time revelation for what we need, which becomes truly becomes our directive in going forth and doing His bidding. And so what a great privilege that is. And I want to thank you for not only joining with us, but being um, investing yourself in, in study, investing yourselves in becoming disciples so that we can all go forth into the uttermost parts of the earth and make disciples of all men. That is our commission. And in order to do that, we have to be ourselves students of the word. We have to know scripture. We have to let the Lord breathe fresh life into his word because it is living. It is the living word. And he is always speaking. And so I just want to really encourage you, particularly during this season when truth is being um, really watered down, if I may say, to, to be in the word and, and let it let him sow seeds of, of revelation into you because when that day comes when you need to speak forth from scripture from truth you will be ready in and out of season and so I just want to encourage you in that because I know that you know particularly during the season when we've really noticed or taken note of the way truth is being um used as a point of deception that we need to know truth we need to be in truth truth needs to be in us and that is found in his word his holy scriptures and so i literally have the fear of god upon the word and i know that it is so much his intent for us to really be sowing ourselves into study and into the word and so I'm so thankful that you are joining today and that you join from week to week as Apostle Ron comes and brings us fresh revelation and fresh, po fresh points of directive for us in our walk as saints. It's so important. And, and so stay current, stay abreast of what God is saying to his people because um, we need it. We desperately need it. So it's a great honor to be here and to be filling in the great big shoes that I'm filling in today. Um, Apostle Ron is, is doing better and he is resting and recovering. And we are believing that he will be with us again very, very soon, fully recovered, fully restored, full of vitality and strength to, to, to continue on in this race that, that we're running. And so we continue to pray for him and speak forth life and vitality and um, look forward to the day very soon when he's back here in this broadcast booth, back at his pulpit, back in the places where he um, invests himself, not only in our church here, but throughout the churches throughout the world. So um, we pray for you, Apostle Ron, and we bless you and... and um, we see you soon. We'll see you soon. So today we're going to we're going to do a study in scripture. Something that God has really had on my heart for actually a couple of days, a couple of weeks actually. And 
and and we're going to talk about a, a a word in the Greek, which is sozo. You should have um, an outline there for you, and it's the word sozo. And it translates in the Bible as to be saved, um, to be freed, to be healed, to be made whole, um, means to be delivered. But it has a very broad usage in Scripture. And it's a very, very, very powerful concept for us as, as believers and, and really reaching in, the application of it reaching in to draw men in to become believers and, and to, to, to take upon them this walk of faith. And so, you know, we talk a lot about being saved. I've been talking a lot lately just in various teachings about Jesus and about Yeshua and about what his name means and about how he is our savior, he is our deliverer. He brings freedom, and his name, Yeshua, um, comes from Jehovah, two words, Jehovah, and then the word Yasha, which is the Hebrew word, which means to be saved, but it means to be made free, to be, to be put into, or to be made open, wide, and free. And it also means to be safe. And that is the heart of the Lord for his people. That is the heart of the Lord for us that we walk in freedom, that we walk in the fullness, in the, the, the fullness, the free flow, the open flow of the Spirit in all things and, and, and in this wholeness, but in that place of freedom and liberty where there are no bounds, we remain safe. We remain in a place of refuge and a place of safety because we're in Him. And so we talk about being saved just in the traditional sense. And, and, and most of the time you associate it with it with salvation. And, and yes, he's saved and, and he has eternal life. And of course, that is the beginning point. That is, we, we accept Christ. Whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whoever shall confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead shall be saved, shall be sozo. And so that's the foundational point. That's the launch point for us. But there's so much more to it. And it's more, it, you know, the, and the more to it is the life that he has called us to live as we're here upon the earth, which is to live whole and free and without bounds in the spirit so that we can fully with completion fulfill the commission for which he's given to us. He wants us to walk in life. He wants us to walk in complete freedom, in wholeness, that we are unhindered from anything that would bind us, which of course, in this day and age, we know the enemy is continuously bringing oppression and deception and fear and all these things that, what do they do? They, they try to bind us so that we're not moving freely, so that we perhaps feel paralyzed or, or hindered to be able to move in the spirit. And so this word sozo is the word that really speaks of us walking in the fullness of this life, the fullness of, of, of freedom that we're unhindered to be able to do what he's called us to do. And through that, we become a demonstration for others and they want the same vitality, and they step into a walk of faith themselves. You know, I, I, I think about, I've just, you know, I've raised two children who are now young adults. And, and you know, in their dating stages, which they're still in, the, the common question when they perhaps would begin to date someone is, okay, is he saved? Is she saved? And that's a valid question. You want to know if, if the person that, that your loved one is associating with is saved. But there's so much more to that. What we should be asking is, are they free? Are they, are they walking in the Lord? Are they um, walking a sanctified life, free from sin, through faith, walking in a place of, of dominion over um, the, 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 what would bind them in the world, you know, sin, missing the mark, whatever that might be. It's so much more than just salvation. God wants us to live while we're alive. And he wants to live, he wants us to live unhindered 
in him, through him, so he can flow through us and bring salvation into the earth through us. And so um, it's just, it's really a beautiful topic. And so I really feel like this is what the Lord wanted to speak over us today because I think it applies to the church and it applies to our individual walks in so many dimensions to where we are today as a people. And so we're going to start, um, we're going to start in the book of James and we're going to read some passages out of James 5 beginning with verse 12 through verse 16. And this is a passage that we, we talked a little bit about this weekend. We talked a little bit about last week during the seasons broadcast when we were talking about the anointing of oil. But it very much speaks about the responsibility of us in the church. And I think we need to see this because if we're functioning, if we're in the church, we need to be functioning in the church. And so let's see what Pastor James says to us about Sozo. Okay, so beginning in verse 12, it says, But above all things, my brethren, swear not, and that means to take an oath or to swear. So swear not, neither by heaven nor by earth, neither by any oath, but let your yea be yea and your nay be nay. Now think about how important that is in this day. Our yea needs to be yea and our nay needs to be nay. No question. We need to know what we believe and we need to stand strong, unhindered in what we believe. And then he says, lest you fall into condemnation. And condemnation is, is, is a word that means, it, it represents hypocrisy or acting under deceit, deception. Um, and so we need our yea to be yea, our nay to be nay, so that we don't fall into deception. And then begin to move in hypocrisy where we're wavering in the truth. And then he says, is, is any among you afflicted? And this afflicted means enduring hardship. So, of course, this happens in our walk. So if any of you are, are, are dealing with hardship, being afflicted, it says, let him pray. So if you're dealing with hardship, let me just tell you, pray. <laughs> it's that simple. Pray. Prosukamai. Pray. Commune with the Lord. Seek the Lord. Bring petition before the Lord and watch him deliver you. And then it says, is any merry? If you're merry, sing songs, sing, sing psalms, lift up your voice, praise the Lord. Is any sick, which is astheneo, we know that astheneo means form without function. So it's, it's that place where you're not, you're, you're not functioning properly. So if, if any in, this, in the church are astheneo are not functioning properly, let him call for the elders of the ecclesia of the church so call for the leadership of the church and let them pray prosukamai over him okay so if 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 you're dealing with astheneo if you're dealing with if you're struggling with your function you need to be proactive and you need to call upon the leadership of the church to pray for you To anoint you with oil in the name of the Lord, which is Kyrios, which is the supreme in authority. Okay? And then it says, and the prayer of faith shall save, which is sozo, the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. Now let's talk a little bit about the prayer of faith. Prayer here is the word UK, and we're very familiar with prayer in the form of prosuke and prosukamai. We've studied this so many times. We have applied this in so many different ways as a people and individually. And prosuke literally means that prayer that represents the going forward in submission to what the Father desires or intends to do. It is a prayer in the moving forward in the will of God that it may be done. Now, UK is the very essence of this. So when you pray the, pray the prayer of faith, you are praying the purest, deepest, most part, the very essence of the will of God. And then the prayer of faith. Faith, we know, is um, acting upon what God has placed within us from his right hand. And so we pray that, that the very essence of the will of God 
um, what he intends to do from his right hand, and through that, it will sozo the sick. It will save the sick. Now, I want to stop here, and I want to interject the definition of sozo, because this is the topic of the hour, and I want you to understand what this means. Sozo is, like I said earlier, is a word that's translated as saved, as to make whole, and to heal. Its meaning is to be saved, to be delivered, or to be healed, but it has a very broad usage throughout Scripture. And the principal idea of sozo is to be made free from something that may be a limitation, an oppression, or a bondage that is keeping you from moving in the freedom that God has for you. And it, it, it's used widely throughout Scripture to speak of people stepping into freedom into the walk of faith, into physical healing, into other kinds of healing, into deliverance, into safety from perhaps the storm, from the raging tempest that both spiritually and the natural that we have to endure, both functioning in the spirit and living here upon the earth. And it has the idea of liberty and the possibility of a new beginning to come for you or a breakthrough to come for you. And so it has such a powerful meaning because like we said earlier, the enemy wants to limit you. He wants to put you in a box. He wants to create boundaries around you, borders around you, limitations around you, whether it be with fear or with oppression, with anxiety, with whatever he can use to keep you from moving fully and, and, and really knowing this measure of deliverance or sozo in your life, in your walk, in your body. And so we are called as the body of Christ, as leaders in the body of Christ, as those that are functioning in the body of Christ, then when someone comes to us that are sick, to pray that prayer of faith, that UK of pistis, that very essence of God's will that he has ordained from the right hand over them and see them delivered. It's such a powerful thing, but it is a responsibility that we in the church that are functioning in the church have to do. Notice it doesn't say call for the apostle. Now, does the Lord use the apostle to deliver? Absolutely. To save? Absolutely. To heal? Absolutely. It doesn't say call for the pastor, even though it could mean pastor here when it speaks of elders, because to me it means leadership. It means those that are functioning in authority and power within the church. It, it, it says call for the elders of the church. And so I'm speaking to you as leadership, as those that are functioning as saints in the body of Christ, that we have this responsibility to pray for those that are sick. Now, this word for sick is interesting. It's not astheneo. But it's the word camno, and it literally means to pray for those that are wearied from labor, wearied from work. And so it's a weariness, and that can create sickness, and that can keep, create lack of function. That can create any one of us to, to fall prey to weariness and to exhaustion and, and to be revived, restored through the principle of sozo. And so, and then it says, and the Lord shall raise him up, and this word for raise literally means to awaken. And so when we're weary, when, we're, when we allow the burden of this life, of this earth, to drag us down, you know, it's interesting that this word um, for sickness, this camno, is used not very many times. And one of the times that's really, to me, that really struck me was it's used in Revelation 2, 3 when when Jesus is speaking to the church of Ephesus and saying they, they've, they've worked, they've toiled to become wearied and they've lost their first love. So this is something that's very important in the church. We have to make sure that we don't get to this place of sickness and when we do, we address it. We go to the elders, we ask for prayer and we see the Lord bring the power of sozo upon our life to deliver us and to bring us into a place of freedom again. This is so important for us. So that, that I wanted to launch from that because um, I think it's just so important for us as the ecclesia 
and for those that are functioning in the ecclesia to see the responsibility that we have to partner with the Lord in this way through Sozo, through Sozo. So let's um, progress forward in this study, and we're going to look at the first issuance of Sozo, which is, you know, first issuances are always very um, important for us to see. And I love this example. I love this first issuance of Sozo because it really speaks of um, the way the Lord offers this measure of deliverance, this, this measure really if salvation, if I, may, if I may use that term, in conjunction with the propensity of people, us, even us in the church, to sin or to miss the mark. Um, you know, sin doesn't necessarily mean things that we do that separate the unredeemed from God but rather any number of pursuits that we might be entangled with could cause us to miss the intended mark of our directed purpose and plan. So missing the mark is something that's very important for us to recognize. We don't want to do that. That is sin, and God has given us dominion over that just through him going to the cross and, and, and taking dominion of that. You know, missing the mark, Jesus came, he restored the privilege that we have of of moving in righteousness when he died upon the cross and then he rose again and he ascended to the father and subsequently the holy spirit was sent to transact business of restoring us back to the father so that we could function as sons but also restoring the earth to what god had originally intended it to be and so um we don't want to miss the mark so let's read matthew chapter 1 verses 19 through 21 it said, Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put away her privily. But while he thought on these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream. And we know this was Gabriel. And he said, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. For he, Jesus, shall save, shall sozo his people from their sins. And this word for sins is the, um, the word for missing the mark, which is hamartaria. <laughs> and and it, it literally means to miss the mark. And so let's talk just a little bit, about, a little bit more further about missing the mark. This this word, um, you know, there's a difference between sin and iniquity. Sin is missing the mark of what God has commanded us to do. Iniquity is the twisted place within us that provokes a propensity to miss our purpose or and to misuse our calling and our anointing. And the enemy is continuously looking for iniquity within us to gain a place or a lodging point within every believer where there's a predilection for iniquity within us, he will strike at that point since we are vulnerable, you know, those points of vulnerability to man manipulate us in that place to cause us to step into iniquity and then subsequently miss the mark. So miss the mark m meaning to 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 miss the intended mark in our directed purpose and plan that God has for us. And so that's his motive. He is ever working to do that, to create iniquity to rise up in you, to touch that place in you so that you fall prey to that iniquity, step into unrighteousness, and then subsequently miss the mark. But thankfully, God, through the cross, provided this remedy for us through Jesus, he paid the penalty for, for every single one of the frailties and the vulnerabilities that we have on the cross. Every single one of them he paid the price for. And so I love this because so often this passage is really looked at as only about salvation into eternal life. But Jesus... The name Jesus, the name that we talked about earlier, Yeshua, from the original 
origin, which means Jehovah saves, coming from Yahweh and coming from Yasha, which means to be open, to be wide, to be free, to be safe. Through the name of Jesus, we are saved. We are sozoed from missing the mark. So his intended purpose for us, his eternal plan, we can walk through his eternal plan without missing the mark um, because he's taken dominion, dominion over it for us. And, you know, I talked earlier about the difference between being saved into eternal salvation and then literally like walking this life out in a sanctified manner. You know, sanctification is all about us recognizing this very thing that Jesus did for us, that he took dominion over every single point of vulnerability that we have in our lives. We have to acknowledge that, walk with him, submit to that process of sanctification, but know that we know that we know that by his grace, we have dominion over sin. And so we don't have to miss the mark. He has saved us from that. He has freed us from that. He has delivered us from that. And we need to walk in the fullness of that all the days of our life. Amen? Amen. So let's look at another passage. Oh, before I, before I transition into that, to the next passage, we were talking about the name of Jesus being Yeshua and how that means to be open, to be wide, to be free, and to be safe. And, and I just love that because he so much wants us to be free. He so much wants us to move so freely in the spirit to not be bound by anything of this earth. He created us as a spirit being to flow with him, his seven spirits, to flow flawlessly in the spirit, to walk in the spirit, to speak in the spirit, to, to, to really know that our, 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 really we, we, we live a heavenly function, I mean a heavenly life in the spirit we're on this earth but we're not in it we're in this earth but we're not on it but in hebrew the contrasting root for yasha which is the very word that means to be open and free is the word yasar which means to be narrowed in to be restricted to be distressed to be bound to be tight and i know that during this season i have felt that so much as the enemy has tried to come in and and make make me personally feel distressed or bound up in a narrow place that is not God that is the enemy now God does call us to take the narrow path but that's a different teaching a different principle I'm talking about our movement in the spirit and the way that God wants us to be delivered from the 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 the, um, the shackles of the enemy the shackles of sin the influences of the world and trust me they are everywhere they are they come in the form of distractions they come in the form of of noise and chaos and deception and and unrighteousness and just the watered down truth and it's just like ah and so the Lord is really calling us to this place um, where we truly are delivered and walk the fullness of life in his spirit so let's look at the next passage on your outline and it's it's about the early church and I know that I have found just through this season how so much there's so much alignment with us with the book of acts with where we are today as the church and 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 i know we've prophesied over and over that you know the lord's going to pour out his spirit and that is happening that is happening he is manifesting himself in just remarkable incredible ways but i believe we're really on the precipice of a great outpouring and i'm just really praying that in and just so expectant for that but there's so much um, alignment that we have with the early church, and we, we, need to, we need to take note of this. And so let's look at Acts 2, chapter 42 through 47. And it says, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and in fellowship. And this is, this is basically the teaching that Jesus had taught them. So the apostles' teaching that, that they had learned from the Lord Jesus Christ. And in fellowship, which is koinonia, which is partnership. It's like intimate fellowship and partnership in the will of God and in breaking of bread and in prosukamai and fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles so there was miracles going on there was signs and wonders going on in the midst of this and all that believed were together 
and had all things common, and sold their possessions and goods, and parted them to all men, as every man had need. And they, continuing daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. And I love that because we talk about they ate their meat, they broke their bread. To me, that is Holy Communion, but that is also receiving the meat that sustains us. The meat, the very meat that we talked about at the very beginning of this broadcast about letting the Lord um, reveal out of Scripture His 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 meat and and this is so important for us in this hour and they did it with gladness and with singleness of heart praising God and having favor with all people that's grace and the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved now when we read this I think we predominantly looked at this as people at this point they added to the church daily, and, the, and there were many, many people that came in, and they got saved. And we look at it as like they accepted Jesus, and they stepped into a place of knowing that they had eternal life. And yes, that is the case. But I think it's so much more. I think there were varying degrees of sozo. There were varying degrees of deliverance. There were varying degree, degrees of healing. Because sozo means all these things. There were vari varying degrees of people being, being made free from things that limit them and bind them from moving in the fullness of the Spirit. And that happened through the apostles speaking forth the identity of what Christ had taught them. Is that not what we're doing? Is that not what we're called to do as a church today? They had fellowship, they had koinonia at the table of the Lord in the breaking of bread. And subsequently there were wonders that were manifesting and people witnessed this, and they were saved. They stepped into a point of sozo. They stepped into a point of deliverance and healing and salvation. And it was provided for in the most miraculous ways. And so it's not just about accepting Jesus, which is, of course, so, so, so important. It's the launch point. But sozo really was describing here the, the entrance into the kingdom for God's people. And, and, and um, causing them to believe and, and, and happening through the biblical pro progression of signs and wonders and miracles because that, that, my friends, is the pathway for entry into the church. And, and, and when people embrace their, their individual calling, when they embrace this walk of faith, and then they begin to demonstrate the vitality of it, dunamis power will result from that. I mean, as, pro as progressive, demonstrative wholeness and healing and wonders occur, others witness that, and they are inspired to commit their lives to the Lord and, their, and commit their lives to the work of God. And so what I say to us as a church, what I say to us as a network, is we need to be this church in the fullness of what it was. We need to be this church. We need to be the witness. We need to be the demonstration of the sozo. We ourselves need to walk in the fullness and the wholeness of what God has for us, to walk in the healing and the deliverance and, 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 and demonstrate that freedom that God intends for the true church to walk in him, to partner with him without limitation and and because you know what when people look to the church from the world they want to see the real god they want to see the spirit they want to see freedom they don't want to see religion they want to see vitality in life and that's what sozo is and that's what god has put within us to be conduits of to be vessels of to demonstrate within the church and when we go out and so this to me is just so exciting and it comes through functioning in the church it comes through breaking of bread it comes through ministering the teachings that Jesus has taught us it comes through all the things that we do we just need to acknowledge it and recognize the life that we're living and and live and demonstrate that vitality because I can tell you you walk around with a frown on your face and and just downtrodden like the enemy's gotten the best of you nobody wants that business <laughs> they just don't 
You want to walk in life and vitality, and that's what God wants to give you today. He wants to bring that freedom to you through Sozo. And, and, and I just speak that forth into every saint, into every intercessor, into your prayer life, into every part of the function of your churches and your prayer groups, your home, that Sozo will just radiate from you. I love that. So let's look at the next passage of passages of Scripture. And this is, um, this is fun. <laughs> this is found in, also in the book of Acts, in Acts chapter 16. And we're going to look at verses 16. I've got here for you verses 23 through 34. But let me just preface before we get into verse 23. This was the story, as you're very familiar with, with the Apostle Paul, where he went to prayer and he encountered the damsel that was possessed with the spirit of divination. And she met him there. She met, maybe it was him and Silas, met them there. And, and, and she was there... Um, doing divination for her masters as they were gaining, I guess, um, revenues from that through the soothsaying, witchcraft. And it really grieved Paul. And um, this went on for many, many days, and Paul was very grieved. And so he turned to the Spirit, and he addressed the Spirit, and he commanded the Spirit in the name of Jesus to come out of her, Jesus Christ, to come out of her. And the spirit came out of her that very same hour. And when the masters, her masters, who were creating, like, I guess, a lot of revenue from this, saw what had happened, they got very, very angry. They took them to the marketplace before the rulers and the magistrates, and they accused them of creating trouble in the city. And that, and the multitudes rose up against them and they beat them and threw them in prison. And so let's pick up on verse, on, on verse 23. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely, who, having received such a charge, thrust them in the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. So they bound them in the inner prison, put chains around them so there was no way they could be delivered. Ha ha. Yeah. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed, they prosukamide, and they sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were open, and everyone's bands were loosed. And the keeper of the prison awakened out of his sleep, seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword, and he would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been had fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do not harm yourself, for we are all here. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved, to be sozoed? And they said, Believe. This is what they said to be saved, to be to step into sozo. Believe, pistueo, which comes from pistis, which means to have faith, to be fully persuaded, to to um to step into that place of faith on the lord jesus christ and thou shalt be sozo and thy house and they spoke unto him from the word of the lord and to all that were in his house and he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes and was baptized and he and him he and all his straightway and when he had brought them into his house he sat at meat before them and rejoiced believing pistueo in faith, in God, with all of his house. So here again, you know, our first inclination is to think he was saved into eternal life, and he was. He accepted Jesus in this moment. But he was also free to walk in faith, in vitality, in purpose. And I love the fact that, that the jailer, his response to to Paul and Silas and their response to being bound in chains in the innermost prison was worship, was praise, was, was prayer. The jailer wanted that. He wanted to become part of that vitality, that vitality that Paul and Silas represented. The power, of, because that represented the power over the enemy that was binding them, 
or attempting to bind them. See, the enemy can only bind you if you let him. Paul and Silas were bound in the prison with chains in the innermost parts, but they were not bound in spirit. Their spirits were as free, as free as can be. And they sang praises and they knew who their deliverer was and they prayed to their deliverer and the Lord, that the Lord Jesus Christ. And they sang to him at midnight and it caused an earthquake that rattled the earth, rattled the, jo- the, the jail. Prisoners that were shackled were let free. This, my friends, is what we're called to demonstrate in Sozo. No matter what situation we're in, no matter how the enemy tries to bind us up in whatever situation, I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what's to come. I mean, my son, who's walking in the Lord in a powerful way, said to me not long ago, Mama, I think that, you know, I may end up in prison someday because of the Lord, you know, because of my stand for the Lord. And, you know, that's something that I've always carried since the beginning, since I said yes to this call. That is a possibility. What will we do in that moment if that happens? I pray it doesn't, but if it does, we, I hope, will demonstrate the Zozo in the depths of who we are. We will demonstrate faith, we will demonstrate life and vitality, and we will sing praises to the Lord who is our only deliverer. Because in that place of freedom, we are safe no matter where we are. You can be in a prison and feel in the natural to be in the most unsafe you could be in. But in the Lord, in Him, He is your deliverer, He is your refuge, and that's your place of safety. So we have to remain obedient. We have to function no matter where we are, regardless of what is opposing us. And that will create a platform for God to move freely, to supply whatever is needed through signs, wonders, and miracles to see God move and, 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 and bring deliverance in whatever situation. I just love that. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's look at healing because healing is 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 somewhat um, prevalent for us right now as a body, and and I want to look at sozo in in regards to healing, um, and and we're going to look specifically at, at the issue at the issue of blood, and that has been something that the enemy has tried to come against us with since the beginning of this season, over and over again through various people, myself included. I know our apostle has dealt with this. Um, and, and perhaps you have dealt with the same. But regardless, if it's, it's an issue of blood or any other way that you may be crying out for him for healing, let's apply sozo to this and see you delivered. So we're going to look at Matthew um, beginning chapter 9, beginning with verse 19. And this is the very familiar passage of the woman with the issue of blood. And beginning with verse 19, it says, And Jesus arose and followed him, and so did his disciples. And behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood twelve years came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. For she said within herself, If I may touch his garment, I shall be whole. I shall be sozo. I shall be healed. I shall be set free. But Jesus turned about him, and when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith has made you whole, sozo. And the woman was made whole from that very hour now she was healed from the issue of blood whatever that disease was that was binding her and keeping her from moving and functioning you can only imagine she couldn't function fully in what God had called her to because of this issue and so the Lord not only saved her healed her he not only healed her but he saved her and he set her free so that she could fully function you know when God heals us he does it for function He does it so that we can fulfill his will. That's why he heals. And it's seen right here. And we know the familiar understanding, um, the teaching about the touching, about the haptomai, about the hapto, which the touch, when she touched him, it was the release of healing and deliverance. And it's like a kindling. The hapto is a kindling or ignition of fire upon something in order for it to, to, in order for purpose to be restored. God moves in this way, and as she reached out her hand to touch him, that hapto, that fire was ignited. It was kindled in her to restore her so that she could be functional and and be restored. And so God heals. He brings sozo into our bodies so that we can fully function. And I I included this passage out of Ezekiel because I just think it's such a beautiful, beautiful um, story 
about us as the church and how the Lord created us to function in the fullness of, of him and in and beauty and perfection. And so I'm going to read this because I think it's just a, really a beautiful declaration for us as the church. Ezekiel 16, verse 6 through 14. And when I passed by thee and saw thee polluted, and this literally means to be trampled on or treaded upon in thine own blood, I said unto thee, when thou wast in thy blood, live. That's what the Spirit said to her. And, and he's addressing the church, live. Yea, I said unto thee, when thou wast in thy blood, live. God is saying that to you today, live. I have caused thee to multiply as the bud of the field, and thou hast increased in waxen great, and thou art called to excellent ornaments. Thy breasts are fashioned, and thine hair is grown, whereas thou wast naked and bare. Now when I passed by thee and looked upon thee, behold, thy time was the time of love. And I spread my skirt over thee, and I covered thy nakedness. Yea, I swore unto thee, and I entered into a covenant with thee, says the Lord God. And thou becamest mine. That's what he says to you. He is covering you. He is delivering you from the blood. And he is saying, live. And he is saying, you are mine. Then washed I thee with water. Yea, I thoroughly washed away thy blood from thee. And I anointed thee with oil. I clothed thee also with broidered work. And shod thee with badger skin. And I girded thee about with fine linen. And I covered thee with silk. And I decked thee also with ornaments and I put bracelets upon your hands and a chain on your neck and I put a jewel on your forehead and earrings in your ears and a beautiful crown upon your head thou wast thou decked with gold and silver and thy raiment was of fine linen and silk broidered work he wants to adorn us with the very best thou didst eat fine flour and honey and oil and thou wast exceedingly beautiful and thou didst proper prosper into a kingdom and thou renowned went forth among the heathen for thy beauty and that's what we were just speaking about he wants you to be a demonstration of his life of his vitality of of his freedom of his healing of his deliverance he wants you to be renowned to go forth amongst the heathen in his beauty so that they see that and they say i want what she has i want what he has for it was perfect through my comeliness, which I have put upon thee, says Elohim, Yahweh, the Lord God. And so that is his word for us. He wants us to be delivered from being trampled upon by the enemy in our own blood. And he wants to adorn us with the finest of fine things and to bring fruit from our lives, out of our lives, so that we might live and be a demonstration of his life and so that the heathen might see and come to know the Lord as well. Now we know also that after the woman at, that was that was healed after she touched his garment from the issue of blood and made whole, we find in Mark chapter 6 verse 56 that many many more came and they demonstrated the same thing. If they could just touch him they would be healed and that's what happened. And it says in, in Mark six fifty six, and whithersoever he entered into villages or cities or country, they laid the sick at the streets and besought him that they might touch, if it were from the border of his garment, and as many as touched him were made whole, they were set free, they were sozoed. I love that. Let's look at storms and waves. This is this speaks you know, this speaks into natural calamities and, and I can say right now is hurricanes are kind of raging around I know that Florida has to be very watchful of this um, and even on the the Gulf Coast um, different places of the world national calamities we've seen fires fires are run rampant through California right now and and we've seen so much of this over the course of the last number of years and and probably not gonna stop but what we need to remember in the midst of it is that God is freeing us from it he's bringing freedom from the power of the elements um, and and what he says to us and we're going to find through these passages of scripture that we need to keep our eyes on, on him and and not focus on the circumstances but 
function through faith and keep our perspective and our eyes on what he has intended from the right hand of his throne and our walk of faith, keep our eyes on him, and he will deliver us time and time again. So let's look at Matthew 14, verses 22 through 33. And it says, And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into the ship and to go before him on the other side, and he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up to the mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone, but the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. Lord, I never want to... I want to recognize you. I just want to recognize you. But straightway... In Straightway Jesus spoke unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if thou, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter came down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Mm. And when he saw the wind boisterous, when he took his eyes off the Lord, and he focused on the situation, focused on the wind, focused on the 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 fear he was afraid and begin and he began to sink then he cried saying lord save me sozo me and immediately jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said oh thou of little faith wherefore did you doubt and when they were come into the ship the wind ceased and they that were in the ship came and worshiped him saying of a truth thou art the son of god and then let's also read Matthew eight twenty three through 27. And when he was entered into the ship, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with waves. Now, this is kind of a big deal. <laughs> I mean, the propensity for all of us in the natural would be to, to be afraid. But he was asleep. And his disciples came to him, and they woke him up. And they said, Lord, sozo us, save us, for we perish and he said unto them once again, Why are you fearful, O ye of little faith? Then he arose, and he rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. But the men marveled, saying, What manner of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? Faith is so important to us in this hour. I mean, it's, it's always been. But faith, the identity of our calling in God which we glean through our personal relationship with him and our commune with him. It is our source of supply in every situation. In the kingdom, because God moves on behalf of who he is in us and who we are in him. And he looks upon that partnership of faith with him and his supply moves in conjunction with it. What matters most is our relationship. And what he's commissioned us to accomplish through that relationship according to his eternal plan. His plan doesn't change. No matter the circumstances. And he uses circumstances oftentimes to test us. To test our faith. But Jesus here, he moved in faith. And he moved in confidence according to the, according to the, the will of the Father. He never wavered. Not once did he waver. No matter how harrowing the circumstances, walking to the cross, having nails driven into his hands, being on a ship where the waves were coming into the boat, he never wavered. The disciples, on the other hand, were scared to death, and they were grasping for their deliverance, and they cried out for, for Sozo. They cried out to be saved. They reacted out of fear rather than the perceived need. And focusing on him who brings the, the perfect supply for that need. And I'm just here to tell you that is never the approach. It's never the it's never the the proper perspective in approaching God. Um, because without faith it is impossible to please him. And whatever is without faith is missing the mark. And we don't want to miss the mark. So we need to be like Jesus. We need to move in perfect harmony with him, with the will of the Father. We need to never waver. 
I know we're going to walk. I, I, I know that we're going to have circumstances where fear will try to encumber us, limit us, paralyze us. But this is a word for the church. This is a word for you today. God is bringing you into a point of sozo, to walk in sozo, to walk in that freedom. And knowing that in the midst of that freedom, as you are in him and he is in you, as you are one in him, you will be safe no matter what the circumstances, no matter how big the storm is, no matter how deep the prison cell is, you are safe in him. And so just keep your eyes on him. Um, you know, and once again, it's not just about our profession of faith that takes us into eternal life. That is the key point and the, the launch point. But it's about partnership. Faith is partnership. And that's what he's called us to. Okay, we have a few more passages to read. Um, let's look at Matthew 16, beginning with verse 21. And this is the famous, get thee behind me, Satan. And there's a very important principle we need to see here with regards to the sozo. Let's read beginning with verse 21. Now that time, from that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how he must go unto Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. Now Jesus knew this. This is what he came to the earth for. So he knew his destiny. He still didn't waver. He still didn't waver. And what did he say to us just, you know, before he took that walk? He said, let not your heart be troubled. Peace I give unto you. He was never disturbed. He, he, he I mean, he just dwelled in that, the, the, the fullness and the wholeness and the, um, in, in the peace. And, and. We need to be like Jesus. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. <laughs> you got to love Peter. I mean, he just has such raw just passion. But he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me. For thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those things that be of men. Lord, let that never be said to us. Perhaps it has been. It's very likely. But let us rise above even in this moment so that we are not savoring the things of this world, but the things of God in faith. And then Jesus said unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whosoever will sozo his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it we are called to deny ourselves we are called to surrender all that we are our will our affections our body our soul every part of who we are to his will and not to seek our own purpose agenda happiness as the supreme object but we be willing to renounce all those things not only be willing but to renounce all those things to lay at down our very lives is what's required and and that is what enables us to step into sozo it is our dying to our flesh because if we try to sozo our own life we'll lose it only he sozos well, that's not true. He uses us to bring sozo to others and upon the earth. We find that in the, 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 the ministry of the Apostle Paul. And I know he's called us to be um, conduits and, and vessels of this life and vitality and this deliverance. But only by the name of Jesus does that deliverance and that salvation and our, our, is our life saved. And, and so we can't try to save ourselves. What we have to do is we have to die to ourselves, and know that as we do that, he will save us and bring us into a life of vitality, a life of wholeness, a life of freedom, a life of fullness and wholeness and healing, filled with the spirit and, and free to, to move in this walk of faith. And then let's look at John 12, 
verses 23 through 33. And Jesus answered them, saying, The hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall to the ground and die, it abideth alone, but it, if it die, it brings forth much fruit. Same principle for us, this prophetic lifestyle that brings, as we die to ourselves and we become that, that corn of wheat that falls to the ground and dies, we will be fruitful and we will demonstrate um, the, the spirit of sozo. He that loves his life will lose it, and he that hates his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. If any man serve him, let me him follow me where I am, and there shall also my servants be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, sozo me from this hour. You know, I mean, I'm sure that that was the temptation of the Lord, to ask the father to sozo him, to deliver him. From the, the pending death that he's about to face. But he knew. But for this cause came I in. Came I unto this hour. This was the very purpose of his coming to the earth. So that he could bring sozo to us. Father glorify thy name. Then came a voice from heaven saying I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. I'm going to keep reading. Then people therefore that stood by and heard it said that it thundered others said an angel spoke to him jesus answered and said the voice came not because of me but for your sakes he came to bring sozo to us now is the judgment of this world now shall the prince of this world be cast out and i if i be lifted up from the earth and draw all men unto me will draw all men unto me but this he said signifying what death he should die i just love this he could have said father deliver me from this he could, have, he could have commanded a thousand, you know, angels to come and deliver him. But he knew that his cause was for this very moment, for this hour. And so it wasn't for him to be sozoed from it. It was for him to bring sozo to us. He's such a good God. He's such a good God. And then two more passages. To the uttermost, Hebrews 7.25. Wherefore he is able also to sozo them to the uttermost that come unto God by him seeing that he ever lives to make intercession for them so he he is able to save us to free us to to bring that measure of freedom from anything to deliver us from anything that limits us deliver us from anything that binds us from any disease any sickness any oppression, any mental illness, anything that keeps us from walking in the fullness of his power and of in his will, this walk of faith, he is able to save us to the uttermost. This word for uttermost means all complete, all perfect. That is the Lord Jesus Christ that we serve, that went to that cross to save us, not just for our salvation, yes, for our salvation. So that we might live an eternal a life eternal with the Lord. Bring us access to the Father. But so that we might walk a walk of vitality and life and freedom, healing and wholeness. That's why he did it. And he does it to the uttermost. And he ever lives to make intercession for us on behalf of it. I love that. I love that. And then for what purpose? Saved and called. Second Timothy 1, 6-9. Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting on of the hands. For God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. Be thou not therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but be thou partakers of the afflictions of the gospels according to the power of God. We will be partakers of the afflictions of the gospel according to the dunamis of God. Who has saved us, brought sozo to us, saved us, delivered us, and called us with a holy calling, with a saintly calling, called to, to walk upon this earth, to bring freedom to this earth, to restore this earth through this walk of faith in accordance, in partnership with what God has ordained from the right hand, to see this earth restored for the very reason that Jesus went to the cross paid the price for every one of these things that try to bound us and keep us 
from doing this very thing, from walking in our holy calling, from fulfilling that saintly calling, from being the restorers of this earth and all that's within it. Not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. This was the intent for us before the foundation of the world. And God, through the Lord Jesus Christ, has made every way possible for us. I just want to encourage you, step into the freedom that God has for you today. Don't live bound by sin. Don't miss the mark. Don't let the influences of this world cause you to miss the mark. Don't be bound by oppression or the cares of this world or the influences of this world or anything that tries to come against you that keeps you from walking in fullness in health in life and vitality and I speak that forth into you every person every saint every intercessor every church let the church rise up in life and in vitality and in the sozo of the Lord Jesus Christ be delivered and be made whole and healed and, 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 and remain in the safety of our Father, but go forth in the fullness and the freedom to see all that he's called us to do accomplished. That's what he is doing through us today. And that is what he will do, be doing with us in the days to come. Don't be drowned, downtrodden. Don't have fear. Walk in the fullness of life and vitality and sozo and 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 see what God does. So, Father, we thank you for this word. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you for your sacrifice. We thank you that you've given us eternal life, and we thank you that you have saved us to be able to walk in freedom, to not miss the mark, but to, to hit the mark and to, to do complete, completely all that you've given for us to do through the power and the vitality of your spirit, through the freedom of your spirit, through the wholeness for which your spirit brings, and we thank you for that. I bless the saints. I bless this day, and we just thank you for who you are and for all that you're doing in our lives. In Jesus' name. Well, I bless you today, and I thank you for joining with me, and I just I just ask that you would just um, go forth in, in, in grace and peace. And um, until next time, have a beautiful, wonderful day in him. Amen.